Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! to another edition of the Internet's Most Dangerous Tottenham Hotspur Podcast. It's Wheeler Dealer Radio, and we are here to talk about transfers. I am joined by our usual cast of co-hosts and reprobates tonight as we break down what is a surprisingly active early transfer window for Tottenham Hotspur. Joining us from the slopes of South Florida, it's Brian Ashlock. Brian, how have you been on your summer vacation? Um, You know... I didn't even hear the question because you cut out, so um, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be answering right now. <laughs> something about a vacation? Yeah, something. Um, yep, vacation. I live in Florida, so there's no such thing. You can't escape the heat or the snakes or the humidity. I don't know. It's just colossal shit show all the way around. No vacation. And then coming to us from slightly further north, it's Ben Daniels. Ben, what are you doing on your summer vacation? Oh, uh, I went on an actual vacation. Uh, Told around Spain for a couple weeks. It was delightful. And now I'm back, and it sucks. The world is bad, and I miss just sitting on a beach and eating tapas. Well, you know, at least the Spaniards got something out of the deal when you went home, but... Hey. Anyway, for once it is it is June and we have actual transfers to talk about with Tottenham Hotspur. They have they have actually moved early this year, which is the complete opposite of what we're used to. But so far this window, Tottenham have signed Fraser Forrester from Southampton on a free. They have signed Ivan Perisic from Inter Milan on an, on a free transfer. And they have purchased Eves. Is Eves? Am I saying that right? Basuma from nope. Brighton. Whatever. Yves. I don't know. We'll call him Yves on this podcast. <laughs> um, it's yeah. definitely not Yves. It's pronounced yes. The B is silent. Fair enough. Uh, Yves Basuma <laughs> from um, from Brighton Hove Albion. Uh, so yeah, it's been an active transfer. In addition to that, um, we as a, we are recording this podcast just for reference on Wednesday night uh, at 10 p.m. Meaning Richarlson is apparently on his way to Tottenham Hotspur for an approximate fee of sixty million pounds, and it seems like we're going to get a long lay from from Barcelona, which is a bit of a question mark as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, it's been a busy transfer window, and of course we are heavily linked with Jed Spence, who is not. Signed yet, but every reporter in um, the Spurs beat seems to be convinced that it's going to happen. So I think we'll, we'll probably discuss a little bit tonight. But uh, yeah, let's let's start with overall thoughts of this window, which is certainly unusual in terms of how early we're moving. Uh, Brian, let's start with you. How, how are you feeling as, as Tottenham enters the transfer market? Um, I <laughs> I don't know where to start. Um. Uh, I- okay i guess i think you know 
some of the early business has been good. Um, you know, I, I don't feel any type of way about Forrester. Um, he probably doesn't play much, but he is homegrown, so okay. He's probably better than Galini. Um, Perisic, I think, is great. I think that's a really exciting signing. I, I, I'm really excited to see how we use him, how Conte uses him, if he plays on the left, if he plays on the right. Um, I think he's, you know, uh, instantly our best attacking fullback. I'm really excited to see him play with Kane and Son and Kulisevsky. Um, and I don't know, I'm sure we're going to have a more detailed and nuanced conversation about Basuma. Um, but as far as him being a football player, he's pretty good. Um, so I, I don't know. Overall, this is a, a fairly decent start. But I think the question really remains is, like, how do we finish it? Um, and and a lot of the names that we just talked about, I'm not particularly excited about. I don't think are like when we talked at the beginning of the summer and we're like, oh, we have 150 million pounds to spend. I don't think this is the window I envisioned. Um, but that could change. Like honestly, like one big, you know, really good defender signing, and you know, or or a different attacker being brought in, and, and maybe this is an amazing window. Ben, how are you feeling about this window? I feel a little confused. I think I, I kind of just start with a question of like, what are we trying to accomplish here? Are we trying to win now? Are we trying to, you know, buy some young Kulishevsky-like talent who are going to be with us for a while? Um, are we trying to do a little bit of both? And I don't really have a clear sense of like, Okay, we have Antonio Conte, we have Kane and Son, who are, you know, don't have a lot of time left in them. We probably only have a year, maybe two, with these two guys and Conte. What are we trying to do? Are we just trying to consolidate top four and stay ahead of Man U and Arsenal? Are we trying to actually take a swing at, like, Man City and Liverpool and win the title? I, I don't really know. Like, I think as far as staying ahead of Arsenal and Man U, like, the names that have been bandied about to, like, finish off our transfer window, it sounds like we're probably in good shape to hang on to fourth, but in terms of, like, catching Man City and Liverpool, this does not feel like a transfer window that is designed to accomplish that. And so, I don't know, it feels like we're squandering something a bit by not pushing a little harder to get some bigger names, some brighter stars. Um... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel disappointed. I think I think I thought our ambition was bigger than that. Well, I mean, I think we need to preface this conversation with there are literally two months left in the transfer window. So, sure, sure. Uh, you know, I think what you're seeing is a mix of Conte getting some of his guys in, and I, I frankly think we're really concentrated on depth in a way that I wasn't entirely anticipating. Which, you know, maybe is a mistake on my part, because certainly one of the biggest problems with this club last year was depth. I mean, you know, I think, I think maybe you guys would disagree, but in terms of starters, the two positions that really seem to be in need of some sort of an upgrade were our wingback positions. Otherwise, like, you know, maybe left center back, depending on how you feel about, um, about Davies, maybe center, center back, depending on how you feel about Dyer. But really, those are the two starting positions. But frankly, we're really—it we're, seems to me like we're really concentrating on depth. 
And I think in a year with the World Cup really throwing a wrench into the works in terms of fixture congestion and, you know, and um, what it's going to mean in terms of injuries, I think there, that, that makes a certain level of sense. Now, I mean, you know, Basuma and presumably a healthy skip coming back means, you know, I mean, that's shoring up the midfield. That's fixing, what was I think, one of our biggest problems last year, which was we basically had two midfielders who could, who we were comfortable playing, and that was it. Um, down the stretch, Perisic, I think, addresses the, the wing-back situation. Forrester, whatever you think about him, I would hope that we're at least buying a backup keeper we're willing to play or comfortable with playing because we didn't have that last year, and obviously he's homegrown. It seems like depth is sort of the name of the game right now, which isn't as exciting as it maybe other approaches would be. That said, I think, and again, I think we'll get into these players a little more individually in a few minutes, but, you know, I think we'd all be a lot more excited about Basuma if it weren't for some off-the-field issues. I think that would be something that would be leaving us all feeling a lot more positive if he was just, you know, a player without any legal problems. And... You know, I don't know. Like, I, I think a lot of this boils down to Ben. You and I were talking about this today. He hasn't signed yet, but it sure looks like it's going to happen. How do you feel about Richarlison? Like, you know, like if, if that's a player that excites you, you probably feel pretty good about this window. If he's not, then you know there's a lot of problems so far. So, or not a lot of problems, but it's not as you know, it's not firing you up so far. So, you know, I think it's. I think we're making a lot of solid moves, but you know. I, there might not be a wow factor there. I don't know if that's a problem. It's or not, not sexy. It's definitely and not. I don't know if that's a problem or not. To be fair, like I'm not interested in winning the window. But I mean, I I, I think there's a couple of things. I think one, first of all, um, I think you're right in that the way this season coming up is going to be structured and the demands is going to put on these players that that depth is necessary. Um, but. I don't think we have any demonstrated uh, desire or willingness to use depth from our manager. Not and not just not just at Spurs, like in his time at Chelsea and his time at Inter. Like he basically ran the same, you know, sixteen guys. Like and we're we're playing like we're going to be using a full twenty-six man I mean, squad. We need six center backs that we trust, and we need four wing backs. And like I don't disagree with that, but like. You know, maybe signing a six center back on loan should be less of a priority than up to upgrading our right back starter or or upgrading you know any of the starters that you feel are particularly weak and and I, and I think you know kind of what Ben said there is is this isn't a sexy window. Um, it kind of needs to be in a way because like like Ben said at the beginning is, is what are we doing here? And if your idea is you have Conte, let's win now, which of these moves is making this team appreciably better in the short term? And I don't think you can talk, can say that any of them are in right now. Any of the ones that we have made to date, are necessarily or greatly improving the 11 players that we put on the pitch on a regular basis. I mean, I think Perisic, Perisic obviously does. Right. So, so, so Perisic, yes, on a free, and, 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 and you guys are correct. I forgot about him. Um, uh, but, like, you know, 
and and maybe this is me getting bogged down in some of the people that we're being linked with, um, but you know, like Spence, Longley, uh, you know, Rafinha, those guys just don't move the needle on the on the first team at all to me, um, you know, and and I. I think I am largely more positive about the Richarlison signing than a lot of other people are. Like, I think that's fine. I think that's a player you need. But again, what's that doing to change the composition of your, like, first choice 11? Like, our, 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 our nothing is, is the I answer. I mean, I think, again, it's... Some, I understand what you're saying, Ryan, about, like, Conte's not a guy who generally rotates his team, but, I mean, this is something he talked about last year. He didn't have options on the bench. And presumably we're not doing this shit in a vacuum. And, like, where I like, I mean, let's talk about, I mean, we're going to do this ass backwards. Let's talk about Richarlison now, because what I think is really, what I like about this signing is, you know, for years we've basically, like, Sign a youngster, hope he figures out how to back up Kane and our front three from the bench, and hope it works out. And it really hasn't. Like, and a lot of that's because of playing time and what have you. What I like about signing a guy like Richarlison is this is a guy who's been a successful goal scorer in the Premier League. He can play in multiple positions, which is something we've not always been successful at getting in terms of our Kane backups. And he, like, he's finally like a fourth attacker who maybe we can mess around with our shape and play like Kulishevsky as a, as a as a central attacking midfielder. Maybe we can, you know, rest guys more often. You know, maybe we're finally going to have an attacker who, if Son or Kane goes down, we have some level of comfort with them starting a run of matches. But I think he finally, in theory at least, I think he's a better whack at solving a problem that we frankly need to solve since we signed Vincent Janssen. And we just have not. And... We're at least trying something different, and I like. I think we'll probably get into it in a second. If he's the guy we should be targeting, but I, if we're flush with cash, I appreciate that we're going for a semi. If we're going for a proven commodity to solve a problem that our previous approach had had no real success in solving, and I think that's a clear need. And I think you're, you know, as we get into some of these other signings, they all fill a need. I mean, we can be skeptical about like, okay, is Conte going to rotate? But like. Basuma gives us midfield depth that we were desperately lacking last year. Um, you know, Perisic obviously upgrades our attacking um, wingback situation. Forrester gives us a great spot. Um, you know, I mean, some of these other signings, like Spence is a little, you're going to have to sort of trust the club's evaluation on him and trust that they like him better than um, Royale or... Uh, or um, Doherty. Doherty. Well, they might not like him better than Doherty, but... You know, and trust that, you know, Regulon is surplus to requirements now. But, I mean, you can understand the rationale behind it, but there is some, yeah, Conte's going to have to move guys around next year. Now, maybe you won't have a choice um, I mean, between I think, that and the five subs. I think, you know, the the pros of Richarlison, I think you've articulated pretty well. Like, if we're trying to win now, we're not looking for a back, a fourth attacker who is going to take Kanan's son spot one day. It's a guy who is primarily proven, who has, you know, a, a decent goal scoring record who you can trust to just put on in a given game week, and you have a guy there who can get shots and score some goals. Like I think that's fine in terms of in our attack, our front three is is good. We know those three players 
are going to be first choice, and it doesn't make sense to buy over them. Getting a Richarlison type is, I think, a, nor a good approach for how we fill out the rest of that attacking uh, band. My question marks over him is, that's 60 million pounds for your fourth choice attacker. Who's it, just to, we're, we're assuming that's that's been the fee that's getting kicked around. It hasn't been settled. We don't know. 50 I'm just, million, whatever. Yeah. It's a fucking lot of money for a guy who's like, you know, 0.4 expected goals and assists a game. Like, he's he's not a superstar. He's just like better than Lucas and Bergvine, probably. And, you know, I think that's the only place where I'm comfortable buying a guy to be a backup even if it's at a premium because it's hard to buy a guy who is both backup quality who you can actually rely on coming into the first team and is comfortable being a backup and doesn't have any like growing to do and doesn't need to like bet in and there's a lot to recommend about that but again it goes back to the rest of the picture is what are we trying to do Parasic is a guy who will start at left wing back you know we probably got a year out of him while Sessegnon hopefully develops, and, like, that makes sense. He's going to make our first team better. But in terms of depth, you know, we, I, I've said this before on the podcast in terms of what does it mean to buy depth, and I never think your goal should be to buy guys who are worse than your team to just sit on the bench and, like, be around in case you have a problem. It's you should be buying guys who are as good, if not better, than your starters and maybe turn your current starters who aren't great into your depth. So buy a great left center back and let Ben Davis be your backup. Because Ben Davis was fine last season, but he wasn't amazing. Look, no, he I think Ben Davis was very good. I, the reason I think you get a left center back is because Ben Davis is old and had some bad seasons before that. But if you could tell me... That, he's gonna, isn't, he 20, isn't he like 28 or 29? Yeah, he's but he's like... I mean, you know, he's, he's getting a little long in the tooth. But, um, you know, I... I I would, I don't know, like, you need another guy who you're comfortable playing there is the issue, and I think you're right, Ben, that's the approach you should take. You should look on improving. If we're trying to get better, yes. playing the 11 from last year, minus Regulon and Sessegnon, and with Perisic, that is not a meaningfully better first 11 that is, like, going to make a huge difference in how we perform over the course of a season. He's better, but, like... The positions where you don't have star players are the wing backs, the two center backs who aren't Romero, and depending on how you feel about our midfield. You know, we should be buying guys who will start ahead of Hoiberg and Bencourt, guys who will start ahead of Dyer. I mean, I think I think Basuma fits into the, what you're saying. I mean, depending on how you evaluate him, again, as a player, he is probably as good or not better. Certainly at a minimum, he should push Hoiberg. I mean, I think we have a reasonable core of four central midfielders yeah. now between Basuma, Skip, Hoiberg, and Betancourt of pretty similar profile guys. This is clearly the kind of guy Conte wants to be his midfielders. And how they all shake out between top to bottom, I don't know. $25 million is a great piece of business for a player as good as he is. Again, we can, we'll can we talk about the off-the-field stuff, but you know, I think that's fine. Like, that's fine. In terms of center backs and wing backs, it's like we were starting the window talking about a guy like Bastoni, who's 23, who's excellent, Guardiol, who's also young, also very good, 
and you know, buying these sort of stopgappy guys like Perisic and Richarlison to sort of fill out a team for a short term to like help out. Is Richarlison is to make. Richarlison is twenty five. I mean, he's not like. No, he's not ancient by any means, but like you know what he is. He's not going to be like better in a meaningful sense. I mean, than he already has been at Everton. Like, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think you're going to get better you're... team. Yeah, but you're. I get what you're saying. You, yeah. you know what he is. You know. To make this team really better, it's like we got to be signing really exciting, good players who walk into the team. You want another Romero in your back line. Like, that's what we should be looking at. And getting a 27-year-old Barcelona reclamation project might work out, but it's like, is this I what mean, we're settling for? With I, our I gotta think that's depth. That we barely spent? I gotta think that's depth in replacing someone like Rodan or... Sanchez, I I just I gotta believe we're gonna at least sign someone like Bremer. Uh, it's 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 I, I, again. There's two months left. Like I, I feel like the Bastoni thing fell apart for. I mean, you know, we can debate why that fell apart, but it fell apart. Maybe it still has a chance of happening. Maybe not. But I think there's a reason that like this is the only other link we've had so far, and that, that you haven't seen stuff with Torres pop up. I, I think either. I think Bastoni's probably not entirely dead, and I think that if it does die, we're going to go after Bremer or Pau Torres at Villarreal. Like, those are the other two guys we've been linked with, which, you know, Bremer is probably the lesser of those two. I'd be very happy if we came out of this window with Pau Torres. I know Spurs Twitter has gotten, like, weirdly down on him because our friend Nathan Clark said he doesn't know how to head the football, which is true, but, you know, I think we'd be... I think Pal Torres would do a very good job at Tottenham. And, you know, again, he's not Bastoni, but I think we've really talked ourselves out of a good player there. Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I, I think I, I'm with Ben on this. And just, like, you know, while I appreciate that all these guys may fill some sort of need, it's just, like, what's the opportunity cost to this club of not doing that little bit more. So Richarlison costs 50 or 60. Well, okay, what does Lautaro cost? 70, 75. And all right, look, maybe that's not a good example because maybe Milan's not going to let him go. Maybe he doesn't even want to come to Spurs. I don't know. But, like, these are the people that names are being linked with moves, and these are the people that, you know, are conceivably available and in the realm of players that we would want. And so, like... If you put them side by side and said, all right, this is player A, this is player B, but player B is 20,000 more pounds or 20,000 more euro or 20 million more euro, sorry, 20,000 more euro, that'd be easy. Um, you know, what What does that then do to this team? You know, and, and I think if your goal is get Conte the horses to win now and, and win a trophy – uh, whether that's you know challenging in a cup competition or challenging for a league title, uh, I think t- an extra twenty million on Lautaro or somebody like that is worth it. You're going to pay for that, like so. Why? It's, this is where we run into the challenges of the window. Like we don't know what the reason we haven't signed Bastoni is. Is it because we're not like we're offering them forty million pounds, and if we offered them sixty, we could have him? Is it? Like, a lot of the reporting seems to indicate Milan just does not want to sell him if they don't have to, and he's not... 
I mean, one thing we can tell you is he's not pressuring them to sell him. Yep. So, you know, it's like, is this an issue of Spurs aren't being ambitious enough? Is it an issue of, you know, what's available and what are we going for? I mean, the Richarlson sure. stuff, it's... What we do know from the reporting is he was apparently Conte's first choice for an attacker. So, you know, we're filling that need with what he wants. It's just, I, I think what... I think where you guys and a lot of Spurs fans are coming from is we had this announcement that we're going to, like, we're going to sink 150 million pounds into the club. It's all this other stuff. And we started off like, okay, you start the window with Perisic, and then, you know, you get Basuma, who, like, whatever else you think about him, is a pretty decent player. And then it's just, I think you're right, Ben. Like, you know, we didn't get, at least so far, we haven't gotten Bastoni or whatever. But I also think, like, we've been incredibly active. Frankly, we haven't spent, at least in terms of transfer fees, all that much. Um, you know, we'll That's the whole thing, right? Is like, we talked a lot about managing expectations as fans, right? The club started this window with like a big splash of we've got 150 million pounds to spend. We're gonna spend money, and like we haven't really. And our big splashy signing is gonna be Richarlison to be our backup fourth string attacker. Like spend the money, like make a splash. And well, but, but that's, that's the flip side of that is there's that, but, but it's two months. I mean, there's two months. It's, it's not even like I mean, I understand that. I mean, There's so a lot of reporting. Season starts pretty soon. Like, yeah, it's not but, like we have forever. Like we no, do because like the windows open. But. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but it's also like I mean, to your point, like of all the positions we could maybe afford to bet a guy in a little later for. I mean, Ben Davies was perfectly fine last year. Like I mean, that's a guy who can play left center back, and if we need to, like you know, if we can't get Bastoni until the end of the window or whatever, okay. Like that's not the position where it's like shit. We're gonna be, you know. We're in a lot of trouble. Um, so I don't know. It's 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 difficult because I think we've done a good job so far. I think if this is it, it's not a complete window. But we also have plenty of time left. And you know, I don't know. Like if if, if Long Lay is like our solution to backing up Ben Davies, like I'm not going to be happy about that. I think I think that dude sucks. I think even if you can make him a better defender, we could do a better. We could. We could do a much better job than that. Even if we can't get, like, a generational defender, you know, we can do a much better job than someone who's just gotten, like, there's lunch eaten repeatedly. It's sort of post-hype Barcelona. You know, but I don't know. Like, you know, like I said, if we come away with this window and Pal Torres is our new left center back, like, that's good. And, you know, yeah, it's a little disappointing we didn't get Bastoni, but, you know, like, we should not talk ourselves out of a very good player because... You know, we've had we basically had too long to overthink everything. I mean, Pat Torres is not the guy I'm like worried about. I'm worried about not even signing a Pat Torres. I'm worried about settling for, you know, an aging Barcelona washout and hoping we can get him back to his best from a few years ago. And like, that's not impossible. Like, he's a good passer. Barcelona RMS. We play a very conservative midfield that could probably protect him. Ben Davis isn't the best defender in the world, and we made him look reasonable. Like we could make this work. I mean, I'm not the, the entire fan disaster. base, the entire fan base doesn't hate his guts. Like, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of reasons to think but that like, it could just, work. I don't want to be making excuses for like why this might work now. Like, I want to feel like we are making moves that are manifestly going to make us better, and like not have to make 
these kinds of excuses for ourselves. I don't know. I just think I see these as good signings, and it's like I mean, I, I guess there hasn't been like maybe with the exception of Perisic, which we'll see. Like there hasn't been that sort of home run signing who's like massively upgraded a position, but like. This was a really, I think it's worth remembering, this was a really good team last year. And I think, like, while we had our issues in that starting 11, and again, I know what you're saying, Ben, about what are we trying to do next year, but, like, outside of the wingbacks, like, the problem was depth last year. I mean, the problem was having anyone else you could turn to in any of these positions or rotate or use if someone gets injured, especially on that front line. And we've done a lot to address those issues. And maybe Conte is going to ignore it, but i got to imagine he's at least saying he's on board with some of this stuff. I mean, here's the thing about saying that we're a really good team last year. We were. Finished fourth. But we finished 22 points behind Manchester City. They scored 30 more goals than us. They allowed 14 less goals than us. So we have to find a way to make up 20-something points, 30-something goals, and cut the number of goals that we allow, you know, basically in half. And other than Perisic, what, what have we done to, to bridge that gap? And, well, and and is Perisic alone enough to make up, you know... I mean, we signed for Charles, and he's going to be goals. some goals off the bench. Like, I mean... Yeah, yeah I mean... Like, Lucas and Bergvine were some goals off the bench. Yeah, I, I guess what I would say is they are pro- he is probably more reliable for that than those two players that were. I mean, maybe... I, look, not to not to, you know, like I said, I'm I'm generally speaking more positive about the Richarlison signing. I, I agree that he fits the need and he does all the stuff and like he's a proven Premier League goal scorer and da 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 da. But is he going to go out and as our you know rotation option across the front three? Is he going to give us thirteen to fifteen goals in all competitions? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, is he going to provide us a bunch of assists? Almost certainly not. Like, so I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think I don't thirteen think... to fifteen goals is unreasonable for him. I mean, he scored thirteen at Everton in the past, and you know, he's I. Yeah, that's the starting guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I, so... I still just I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, between Conte and not playing on Everton, I think you know. I I, I don't know. I, I don't think that is like. Some pie in the sky number is all I'm saying. Like, well, and I think I think what you just said right there is kind of what all of us have kind of had to force ourselves to say with every signing over summer is, well, with Conte, maybe he makes this guy better. Maybe it's, I don't it's, think that's true. Like, I mean, we've uh, maybe with some of the maybe with a guy like Spence, who's who's a young and up and coming player. But I mean, just on this show, we've talked. I mean, about, long yeah, light, long light. But I'm talking about the guys we've actually signed. I mean, Perisic is an excellent player. I don't think we're like making those kind of conclusions with him. Forrester's a fucking backup keeper, and those guys are always worse than your actual keeper. So I'm not really worried about that. I mean, Basuma is a very good player who I think is like again a lot like Richarlison is. You know, how's he going to play on a better team? Like, how's he going to play when he's surrounded by better players and coached by? you know, an actual coach and not a guidance counselor, you know, how's it going to go? And I, I guess, like, there is an element because we're bringing some of these guys up from, like, sort of lower-tier teams, how are they going to do in a better thing? But I, I don't... I mean, maybe with Richarlison you're doing that a little bit, but, man, I don't know. I feel like these are, like, good signings who are going to fit in, and you're just 
like yeah, there's some betting on their their, their levels going to rise a little bit with t- because they're going to a better team. But you know, I, again, I don't think there's a, at least you know Longley. I think you're talk we're talking. You have to talk yourself into a little bit. Maybe Richarlson, you have to talk yourself into. But like again, like I think these aren't home run signings aside from Perisic. But I think they're all good, solid signings that make sense and. I don't think you have to like bend over backwards to justify a lot of them. Except again, Longley is the real exception here. I guess, I guess, I guess, the thing where you and I depart, or where Ben and I depart from you, is like good and solid signings is fine. Like that's like great. Like that's better than no signings, or that's better than signing shitty players. But like, that's not pushing us forward. Like. I understand your position that, that you know, Richarlison fill, fills this need and he does X, Y, and Z and, and whatever, but I think there's not really a scenario in which Richarlison is the difference between us finishing fourth or second or the difference between us winning a cup and not winning a cup. Like, like that's that's the thing that I'm looking at here. And, and well, I think this latter part of that might be true. Like, I mean, I, I get what you're saying about sure, where we're he might score maybe. a goal off the bench, and that might be helpful. But like, I'm with Brian in the sense that you know we we talk about depth. We talk, always talk about depth. It always comes down to depth over the course of a season because people get hurt. You need backups. Every single summer, we put together this like depth chart of our team, and we go, "Wow, look at all these bodies we have." We have Brian Heal and Bergvine and Lucas as our backups, and we have Joe Roden and Davinson Sanchez as our backups, and we, we always think we have good depth. And then the season rolls out, and it turns out the problem isn't the lack of bodies. It's that the guys who are our depth suck. And this is where buying guys to be backups gets you into trouble because, yeah, you look at a sheet of paper and you say, oh, we have Longley as our backup left center back great but if Longley sucks then we suck but again I think Longley is the only guy that fills that like what you're talking about the kind of players you're talking about Longley situation is we signed Emerson Royale from Barcelona last year coming off of what we thought was a good season and we were like oh our right back situation is fine we just signed a great then we signed then then we signed Conte (laughs) that all went out the window I mean he wasn't great before Conte let's be honest and like Again, Royale did a passable job at, at points in the season. I'm not trying to shit on him specifically, but it's like, you know, we had Regulon and Sessegnon and thought we had left back sorted, and it turned out we very much did not. And so now we're betting on, you know, old Perisic and young Sessegnon to be good. And, like, they might be a reasonable cadre of left back players, but, like, all I'm saying is having 25 men on your squad you can always talk yourself into thinking you have adequate depth until you have to use them, and it turns out they're not good enough. And that's where I'm concerned with buying the guys we're buying is if they're not good enough, it doesn't matter that they're just depth, and it doesn't matter because they're not good enough. And I don't think most of these guys are good enough to be the kinds of guys we want on this team. And we're going to have to leave it there for tonight, fellas. I'm really sorry. We're going to have to cut it off. My child decided to wake up past his bedtime and uh, would not go back to sleep, so I had to stop recording to parent. Uh, we are going to pick this up again probably early next week. We will discuss uh, all the on-the-field and the off-field issues with Basuma. 
uh, what Spurs are doing along the way, and any other transfer news that may manifest. But uh, for right now, enjoy part one, and we will continue this conversation next week. Sorry about the uh, stop, and we will talk to you then. Uh, This is for Ben, for Brian, and of course for Brett Rainbow. I've been your host, Greg. Come on, you Spurs.